everybody, Pastor Chris here. Thanks for listening to our Market Street Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope today's message helps you in your walk with Jesus. For more ways to connect, visit us at marketstreetchurch.org. We've been looking at over the last couple of weeks uh, a series that we call He is Greater Than Me. He's Greater Than Me. He is Greater Than You. His, his wisdom is, is greater than your wisdom. All right, what, what he wants us to do uh, with this uh, physical life that we have, what, what he wants us to do with our bodies is, is, is so much better than what we think that we ought to do uh, with things. And so that's really what we've been talking about. We've been looking at one verse, one verse found in, in Luke chapter number two, verse 52. And the one verse that we've been coming around is, is a verse that Luke put in there to sort of fill the gap from Jesus's age of 12, from the age of 12 to the age of 30. This is sort of just this one verse uh, that, that, that he puts in there. And it says that Jesus kept increasing in wisdom. We talked about that. And in stature, we talked about that last week. And then today we're going to talk about and in favor with God. And in favor with God. Now, let me ask you a question, those of you that are in the room. How many of you have siblings? How many of you have siblings? Okay, a lot of you have have some siblings. Um, how many how many of you uh, how many of you that your siblings would say that that you are your parents' favorite? Your siblings would say that you are okay. Okay, we got a few hands. Okay, all right. So, yeah, <laughs> I got two brothers sitting over here, and they're both raising their hand. How many of you would say? How many of you would say that your uh, that your that your siblings would say that you are the favorite? Did I already ask that question? Yeah, okay. How many? How many would say that that um, that your sibling, one of your siblings, was your parents' favorite? How many would say that one of your siblings was your favorite? Put your hand down, Melinda. Put your hand down. Melinda's my sister. <laughs> Who is it, Melinda? It's me. Okay, Melinda thinks. She always just thinks it, it, it's me, and it's she's right. Um, but uh, <laughs> Melinda, she's just she's we we're, we're working on Melinda. She's she's we're working on we're working on it. So it all so the the question is the question is um, does God have favorites? Does God have favorites? Oh man, this is a a tough question because Jesus says that Jesus increased in in favor in favor with God. Does God have favorites? And so um, you know, for for all of us, for all of us, we 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 have a favorite. We always all of us can think of things that in our life that we favor, right? We have a all of us have a favorite. You know, a store that we we go to. All of us have a a, a favorite. You know, ice cream that we we like to eat. All of us have a favorite restaurant that we like to go to maybe maybe those of you that are super spiritual in the room you have a favorite verse you know that you have come around this favorite verse all of us all of us have things that we favor right in our life it's it's a natural natural thing you just keep going back to that thing that you enjoy that that thing that tastes good or that experience that good experience that you had all of us have have a favorite and so uh, when, when we think about when we think about favor uh, we got to think about it in in these terms in these terms and so uh, 
I wanted to share with you um, a verse in 2 Corinthians. This is Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth. And, and here's what he's saying here. He's saying, and working together with him. So Paul is just, we're sort of catching uh, Paul in the middle of, of, of a conversation that he's having with this church about how amazing it is that we can work with Jesus, that we can be a part of what Jesus is doing in the world, that we get to be a part of this thing called the church, right? Which is the, the body of Christ, right? That we get to be work, work, work with him. And he says that we also, he says that we also urge you not to receive the grace of God in vain. And so um, he's saying, listen, all of us, if you're a part of the church, if you're, you know, if you're working with Jesus, you know, in, in this world, he says, he says, you've received grace. And, and he says, don't let that be in vain. Don't let that grace that you've received, don't let that be empty. Don't, 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 you know, lose out on, you know, what that means for all of us. Like, don't, don't, you know, allow that to pass you by because you've received this, I don't know, this song that we like to sing, this amazing grace, right? And, and what we've all, we all have. And so he's like, don't let that pass by. Then he goes on to say this in verse two. He says, for he says, at a favorable time, I've listened to you. And on a day of salvation, I helped you. Behold, now is a favorable time. And so he wants to remind the church in Corinth at that time, but he also, God wants us to remind us at this time, now is a favorable time. It's a, it's a favorable time to receive grace and to not let that grace be used in vain. It's a favorable time. And right now, right now is a, is a good time to say, I, I have grace, I've gotten grace, and I'm going to use that grace, and I'm not going to waste that grace. Now, he says, is a favorable time. He says, he says, on the day of salvation, I helped you. Behold, now is a favorable time. Behold, now is a day of salvation. Okay? All right. So, the word grace and the word favor are come from the same word, the same Greek word. And it's the word charis, charis. And charis means grace or favor, which one receives, which one receives is without any merit of one's own. It's a free gift. That's what the, so the word favor and the word grace are the same, same word. And, it's, and it means that we didn't earn it, right? We don't deserve it. Like, for example, you walked in here this morning and you all were given a free gift of M&Ms. You didn't earn that. You didn't deserve, there's nothing you did to say for me to go, you know what, I, I want to just give everybody in the church that walks in a free gift to M&M's. You're like, that's kind of rude. Like, I, earn, I think I should deserve, like, I'm, just, I'm kidding, but I'm using this as an example. Like, there's nothing, you, weren't, you didn't expect it. You didn't walk in here going, I, 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 he better have some M&M's for me. Like, like, he better have, and not the fun pack, I want the full size, right? Like, I'm sorry, I could only afford the fun pack, okay? And so, all of us have this, we're given this free gift and we didn't earn it. There was no merit to it, but that's what grace is. And that's also what favor is. By the way, by the way, the greatest favor that God has ever done for you and for me is to give us the gift of eternal life. Can you think of a greater favor than that? 
I go and prepare a place for you that where I am, you can be with me also. How do I get there, they say. Well, Jesus would say, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father unless it's through me. That's favor of God on all of us. Here's the news. Here's the good news. The good news is you and I have all received and all are given the opportunity by faith to receive the free gift of grace and favor. All of us are given that. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to eternity and when it comes to the day of our salvation, the favorable time Paul wrote in in the second letter to, to the church in Corinth, when it comes to this, God is not biased, right? We know that. God is not biased. So when I ask you the question, does God have favorites? You're like, no, God doesn't have favorites. He, he loves everybody. And you're right, you're right. God is impartial. God is impartial when it comes to who gets grace, right? He's impartial. All, all, none of us deserve it. None of us. And you can think, well, I'm a better person than the person sitting next to me. You know, or, you know, like, I've earned it more than data, but all of us, the reality is, is that the scripture says in Romans, for all have sinned. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So reason for that, when, so for that reason, we all need grace. We all need favor, even when we don't earn it, even when we didn't deserve it. We all need God's favor. And God, when it comes to salvation, the day of salvation is impartial. He is impartial. There's no doubt about it. But, but, oftentimes, and we're going to look at two examples in the scripture, oftentimes God does show favor to those who have a certain attribute. That God uses somebody specifically with a purpose and a plan to do something great in and through your life with those that have a certain thing about them. Don't you want to know what that is? Because I don't know about you, but I want God's favor on every area of my life. And what we all need, here's what we all need. We all need Jesus to increase in us favor with God. We all need Jesus to increase favor with God in all of us. And that's what Jesus wants to do. And I hope that, so we're gonna look at two case studies, okay? We're gonna look at two cases. But before we do that, I need to finish these verses, okay? Because this is so important, okay? So important. So I need to finish these verses that Paul finishes, uh, you know, is saying in, in 2 Corinthians. He says, so because of this grace or because of this favor, giving no reason for taking offense in anything. Let me just sit on this for a second. So because you were given favor and because you were given grace, it gives you and I no reason for taking offense in anything. So that, why, 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 Paul? So that the ministry will not be discredited. You know what Christians are so good at? Taking offense at everything. 
Like, you, you know, you got favor. You, you received grace. There's, you, 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 your, your citizenship is, is in eternity. It's, your citizenship isn't here. Quit being offended by anything. So that, because here's the reputation of Christianity, and it, and it provokes me. I, I, I don't know what else to say. But it, it, it hurts the, the ministry of the gospel of Jesus. We exist as the body of Christ. We are his hands and his feet in a world that is broken and needs him and needs his grace. And we're too caught up in getting into debates with each other about ridiculous things that are secondary issues that somewhat in some way press on our freedoms a little bit. But we get all up in arms about that. But instead we should... Verse 4, but in everything, commending ourselves, in other words, commending ourselves as, in other words, like uh, giving away each other to what? Giving away each other. It's like, it's like a, a father who gives away his bride, right? It's, he's commending her to, to her, her husband. He says, in everything, commending ourselves as, as servants of God. We're, we're, we, need to, we need to instead, you know, instead of arguing with, with each other and debating with each other and getting all huffy-puffy and up in arms about ridiculous things, we ought to be instead commending ourselves as servants of God in what? Are you ready for this? In much endurance, in afflictions, in hardships, in difficulties, he's not done. Verse five, in beatings, in imprisonments, in mob attacks, in labors, in sleeplessness, in hunger. So before we get confused about what God's favor is, if Paul, the apostle Paul, I would just go out on a limb and say that he had God's favor. Would you agree? This is what he went through. This is what he went through. And he's like, this is a favorable time. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. He just got done saying, this is a favorable time. Favorable time? Beatings, imprisonments, mob attacks, lab labors and sleeplessness and hunger? That's a favorable time, Paul? Yeah. This is a favorable time for us not to take offense. This is a favorable time for us to not to let our grace that was given to us not be in vain. But in everything, in everything, you know what we, what we ought to be doing? In everything, we should be commending ourselves as servants of God. As servants of God. And yeah, you might go through some Difficult times? Yeah, things might get hard. Yeah, things might press up against your freedoms. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is going to happen to us. I mean, some sleeplessness happens to us, but there's other reasons for that. We get hungry, but then we eat when we want. I don't know about you, but none of us for the cause of Christ are going to be caught in mob attacks or get imprisoned or get beat. 
But then Paul says, this is a favorable time? Yeah. Yeah, this is a favorable time. There's no greater time than now to show how incredible God's grace and favor is to every single person you come across. So Paul would say, I'm going to just, I'm just going to put Paul here. Paul would say, and so would I, Paul would say, stop taking offense at anything. Instead, commend each other. Here, look how, look how they're serving. Look how they're loving Look how they're pouring out their life. Look how they're showing hospitality. Look how generous they are. That's what we ought to be doing. I'm never going to finish this sermon. I've gone way too long. <laughs> so God's favor is not. Let's just, let's just jump right here. God's favor is not. Okay, It's not health. It's not good health, it's not wealth, and it's not your happiness. It's not what God's favor is. So what does does favor with God look like? Well, we're going to look at two case studies, Mary and Moses, M&Ms. This is the other reason why you got M&Ms today. (laughs) I know, all week long, I, I, I just think it's these things just... Like the Holy Spirit in my prayers, like give everybody M&Ms. I'm like, okay, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to look at Mary and Moses, okay? Let's look at Mary. Let's look at Mary. How, let's see what it says about Mary. Now, in the sixth month of the angel Gabriel was sent, you're like, this is not Christmas? Like, I know, I know, pray for me, because now I got to come up with a different Christmas message, okay? Okay, you got a few months to do it. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to, to a city in Galilee named Nazareth, okay? Verse 27, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendant of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, verse 28, and coming in, he said to her, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Verse 29, But she was very perplexed at this statement and was pondering what kind of greeting this was. In verse 30, And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now, first of all, those of you that say, I would love to get a visit from an angel, you might want to rethink that. Because anytime that I see anyone getting a visit from an angel in the scripture, they're terrified. They're like, what in the world? And then so, they, so, so Mary gets this visit from Gabriel the angel and, and he, he immediately goes, hey, Mary, you're favored. You're favored. And then he, she's pondering this greeting, right? She's like, I'm, there's, an angel, there's an angel in my room. I don't know where she was. There's an angel in my room talking to me. She's pondering, but she's pondering this whole situation, this whole experience that she's having. And she's just going, I, I don't even know how to make sense of this. And then he just sort of says to her again, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Favor? 
Because here's, here's probably immediately what Mary's thinking. Mary's somewhere around 14, 15 years old. Mary is engaged to Joseph. You know the Christmas story. Mary's a virgin. Now God's telling her that you're gonna have a, a child, a son, God's son, and now you have to go and live in society and live in culture as a 14 or 15 year old already engaged to somebody else. And you're going to have to try to help him understand that he, it, it, that you are still a virgin and that God came to you through an angel, Gabriel, and told you that you're going to carry God's son. Now, I don't know about you, but this sounds terrifying for Mary. I mean, how many people would misunderstand her? How many people would think, this is your story? This is your story? Really? This is your story to, to hide the, the scandal of you having a relationship with somebody else? And now you're trying to think that we're all a bunch of dummies here? That, you, that, that God impregnated you? The Holy Spirit impregnated you? Really, Mary? You know, Mary, for the rest of her, her life, had to deal with people not believing that story. And of course they wouldn't, right? I mean, she almost didn't have a wedding. She, she, was, she would have been considered an outcast in her community, let alone, let alone the, 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 we know the rest of the story, right? There was a census taken. So Mary's like eight, almost nine months into her pregnancy, and she's got to get on a donkey to go to Bethlehem from Nazareth. I don't know, but you, you know, ladies, I mean, I, I, I don't know what but that means. I was just in a car with my wife going to a hospital, and that was hard. I know, don't feel bad for me. Feel bad. Like, like she's got to get on a donkey to go to Bethlehem. And then they get there. Did you know, do you know the story? Did you know the story? It's amazing. When they get there, I know you know the story. I'm just messing. There's no room in the inn. And she's got to go and deliver this child in a barn and place her child after she delivers him in a food trough. Favored? 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 Really? And then he grows up. And we, know, we looked at the story a couple weeks, or last week when he was 12 years old. He goes and does his thing in the temple with all the religious leaders and, and they can't find him. Remember that story? They're like, where is he? Where is he? We lost God's son. Sorry, God. You know, we did the best we could, right? And they lost him and then, and then, you know, they eventually found him and then he, he grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and favor with people and, and, then, and then he became, started to become 30 years old and then he started just leaving and going about doing the work of his father, whatever his father told him to do. He had to go out and do that and Mary and, 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 and Mary's children and at, at this point we, we think that Joseph has passed away and Mary is trying to, as a single mom, raise all of these kids that she has and Jesus is kind of going out and doing his own thing and he's kind of doing some things that they're going what in the world is he doing as a matter of fact on one occasion they all showed up to a house and they're like can you call Jesus out here because he's acting ridiculous and then Mary has to see how her son is being treated and misunderstood just like she was misunderstood and eventually see her son be betrayed, rejected, arrested, crucified. 
and put to death. Come on, moms. Do you feel that? You feel that weight? And the initial greeting from, from Gabriel was, hey, don't be afraid. You're highly favored. You have found favor with God. You have found favor with God. Do you know what Mary's response is? Look at Mary's response. After all of that and even some of the things that she didn't even know that she was going to have to go through. Here's what Mary's response is. And Mary said, behold, the Lord's bondservant. What are we supposed to be commending ourselves or commending each other to do? We're to be commending our, our, each other to be servants of God, right? Not taking offense with each other, not giving offense to each other, but, but, but saying, hey, let's just, we're just going to be servants of God here. And she responds. Some things she knew what would immediately happen to her and things she, she couldn't even imagine what would happen to her in her life. She responds. She makes up her mind ahead of time. This is so important. She makes up her mind ahead of time. Behold the Lord's bond servant. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. She said, I surrender. Whatever it is that you want, I will do. Whatever it is that you ask, I will do. Whatever it is that you, where you want to take me, wherever it is you want to lead me, whatever path you want to take me down, I'm going to turn it all over to you. You know, Mary, she knows little, but she trusts much. Mary knows little. You know what Mary didn't have with her in that moment? She didn't have this called the word of God to go through. She didn't have that. She was being written into the story of God. She was being written into as a part of what God wanted to do into redeeming the world. But, but we have, listen, listen, we know so much. We have Old Testament incredible stories. We have New Testament, you know, you know, people saying, listen, honor him, honor him, live for him, trust him, obey him. This is what, this is what these people went through. This is what these people experienced. This is what these people, you know, understood. Listen, she knew very little. We know so much. Yet we, me, I trust very little. You see the tragedy of that? You see the insanity of that? She doesn't know. You know what all she has? All she has is her faith. That's all she has. God, you say it, I believe you. God, you want it, okay, then that's what I'm gonna do. God, I don't understand all the circumstances. I don't get all the, situ the whole situation. But God, if that's what you're asking me to do, I'm going to do it because I'm a servant of the Lord. May it be done to me as you will it. And we know so much, yet trust so little. And all she had 
She didn't have this to refer to. She didn't have this to look back on and go, okay, I think this is what God wants me to do. I think he just wants me to trust him. Nope, she just said, God, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Another example of this is, is Moses, right? It's Moses. It, Moses, we uh, pick it up long after Moses was, was called, you know, out of, you know, the wilderness where he was shepherding sheep, you know, for 40 years. He was a shepherd for 40 years. And, and, and God comes to Moses, you know the story, through the, through the bush that was on fire, right? And he says, I want you, Moses, I'm asking you to deliver my people out of captivity. And, and Moses is like, me? Me? You want me to do it? Like, like, I'm wanted. I'm the number one wanted killer in Egypt. You want me to go back? Like, I just, I murdered somebody. I buried him in the sand and I ran and I never turned back. And I'm just decided I'm just gonna keep, continue to live out the rest of my life as a shepherd tending to sheep. And God says, no, I've got a purpose for you. I've got a plan for you. I've got a job for you and I want you to do it. And so we pick it up long after that. They, they went through, you know, the time through the, you know, it, you know it, it, heading into the promised land and through the wilderness and seeing the faithfulness of God. And yet they still turn their back on God. You, you know the story. And so we went, I pick it up in, in, in Exodus 33, verse 12. Then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people. So he's having a conversation now with God and he's reminding God, see, as if we need to remind God of anything, right? See, you bring me up of this people. You, want me, you wanted to use me to bring these people out of Egypt, out of captivity, but you yourself have not let me know whom you will send with me. Moreover, you have said, I have known you by name and you have also found favor in my sight. And so Moses is going, okay, God, we've gotten this far. We've gotten this far. And I need to know, God, are you gonna continue to go with us? Are you going to get, continue to go with me? This is what Moses is asking. God, you called me to bring up this people. You've asked me to do this task, and I need to know something. Are you going to go with me? And verse 14, so he's, God says, and he said, my presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. And my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Now, this is huge for us because you know what we get when we get the favor of God and you know what we get when we get the grace of God? We get the very presence of God with us. We get God with us. Wherever we go, whatever we do, wherever we're a part of, whatever our life takes us, we get God with us. And you know what Moses was saying? God, if you're not going, I don't want to go either. God, if you're not with me, then we're not going to go any further. God, if you're not going to lead and go ahead of me and, and your presence is going to be known and seen and, and, and demonstrated, God, I don't want anything to do with it. 
And listen, look at Moses' response to that is. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not lead us from here. That's what he's saying. If, 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 if it's not going, I don't want to go any further. Then he says in verse 16, for how then can it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? It is not by your goings with us so that we and I and your people may be distinguished from all the other people who are on the face of the earth. He's like, this is how we're distinguished. This is how people know that we're your people. By your presence. This is how people can, can pick, a, pick apart that we're different than, and not better than, that we're just different than. We have different value system. We have different principles we respond and act differently. We don't respond and act in the same way. There's a, we're, we're, dis, we're, we're distinguished amongst the world. And what gives us that uniqueness and what sets us apart is nothing other than the presence of God in you. What God wants to do in and through you, I'm telling you, with his presence, there's nothing, nothing that can stop it. There's nothing that can stop it. When God is before you, nothing will be against you. And I want you to know, and here's what Moses is saying. I want you to know, God, yeah, you've showed favor to me. And the reason why I have favor is because of your presence. And the Lord again repeats to Moses and says in verse 17, he says in verse 17, the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing of which you have spoken for you have found favor in my sight and I have known you by name. And then I love this part and, and I'm going to get to it um, this week on an online, on our online devotion, but I love this part. You got to just see it in verse 18. So Moses hears the news that God is going with him. Moses said, please show me your glory. Like Moses went for it. He's like, whoa, are you kidding? You're going with us? You're going to be with us? Your presence? Your presence is going to give me rest? Your presence is going to give me that peace? Your presence is going to give me that joy and that fulfillment to know that, that I'm being used by you, that I'm just a servant of you? Wow, wow, that's amazing. God, God, I want to see all of you. That's what he's saying. I want to see all. Show me your glory. And God resp responds back to Moses is like probably a chuckle. Like, <laughs> if I show you all of my glory, you won't live. That's what he said. More of that this week in our online devotion. But you know why Moses and Mary, Eminem, Eminem, are you enjoying your M&Ms yet? Okay. You know why Moses and Mary found favor? Because they had full on faith. Full on faith. Not like double-minded kind of faith, like oh, I sort of trust, but I don't know. 
It still scares me. It makes me nervous. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, 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 think, I, I think I understand this better. And No, no. Mary and Moses, just two case studies out of, I don't know, dozens, we'll say, exhibited full amount of faith. Is God impartial when it comes to your salvation? Absolutely. But does God show a little bit more favor to you when it comes to having full-on faith? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you want that to increase in you, favor with God, if you want that to increase in you, you gotta have full-on faith. Faith, because favor is found with full faith. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. How many of you have ever heard of Proverbs three five? You have. Let me just let me just show you what. But let me start with verse four. Proverbs three four. Many of you, it's your favorite verse. Proverbs three five and six are your favorite verses. Here's verse four. So you will find favor and a good reputation in the sight of God and man. So how do we find favor and a good reputation in the sight of God? And, and man, man, that will be next week. Here's what he says, verse five, your favorite verse. Ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. You want favor with God? Anybody? Okay, okay, good. I just want to make sure you're here. Here's your favorite verse. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And do not stop this. Knock it off. Quit. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm just talking to myself right now. Chris, knock it off. Chris, Quit leaning on your own understanding. That's insanity. Because what do I know? What do I know? Let me just give you just a, a, just a ridiculous example of that. On the way to church here, I'm getting a text message through my watch, and I'm hearing ding, ding, ding. I'm hearing, I'm hearing this, these, the, 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 my watch ding, and I'm like, why is my watch dinging? It never dinged before. Why is it dinging, right? And it was like, I, I was like, quit doing that. And so I, I turned to my 13-year-old, and I said, how do you stop, how do I stop my watch from dinging? And she grabbed my arm, scrolled up on my watch, hit one button, and she said, fixed it. I don't even know how to work this thing. <laughs> Why do I think that I can understand all the, 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 the delicate um, challenges uh, of this life? The complicated nuances that we have to navigate through in this, in this world. Listen, I'm called to be a messenger of Jesus. 
I'm called to tell people of the good news of the grace of God. I did not sign up to be a referee from one political view to another political view. That is not what I've called and signed up for. My, my, my calling is clear. And by the way, your calling is clear. You're a servant of God. You're called to serve Jesus. He's your king. That's your citizenship. Nowhere else. Don't waste your grace. Don't waste it. Stop, Chris, Chris. Stop leaning on my own understanding. There's so, there's too many. Ah, ah. <laughs> do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know why in the garden of in the garden that the one tree, the one tree that was forbidden was not the tree of life. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know why? It's because that kind of information and that kind of reality is too much for us. God says you have one tree. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't touch that tree. But you know what Eve and Adam did and, and countless other people and you have and I have hundreds and hundreds of times? They decided to lean on their own understanding. God of the universe who spoke you and I into existence, they said, is not smarter than me. And they took the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. That's insanity. You know what the sane thing to do for you and for me? Is to say, Lord, I trust you I trust you with all of my heart. God, Mary would say, I'm not leaning to my own understanding here because I don't understand how you're gonna impregnate me with the Holy Spirit of God. That doesn't, that, but she decided ahead of time, I'm your servant. I'm your servant. I'm your servant. Moses said, I, I, I'm going I'm to go and I'm going to go back to where, you know, I'm most wanted, but I don't, I, I can't lean on my own understanding, God. God, I'm just going to trust you with all of my heart. And in all of my ways, all of my ways, all of my ways, I'm going to acknowledge you because you, God, Make my path straight. Do you want favor with God? 
Oh, if you have Jesus, if you put your faith in Jesus, you've got favor, you've got grace. That's incredible. But you want God to use you in a profound way, in an amazing way? You gotta trust him with all your heart and stop leaning. Stop putting your weight in what you think you understand. Because the knowledge of good and evil has always been way too heavy for all of us. So commending you, I'm commending you, I'm commending you, just serve the Lord. Just serve him and trust him with everything. And come down and watch Sean and Kathy get baptized. It's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Father, ah, ah, we get so distracted by things in this world that matter so little in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of your kingdom and what you've called us to be and do. And, and, and God, your grace is such a favorable time right now. And even though we go through hardships and, and things are pressing on our freedoms and, and things are being told of us or asked of us that we don't like, and God, we're just, we're just going to commend ourselves as servants of you. And we're going to stop leaning on our own understanding. But in all of our ways, we're, we're gonna acknowledge you. In all of our ways, we're just gonna acknowledge you and we're gonna trust you, trust you with all of our hearts in this time. We thank you for grace. We all get it. If we receive it by faith, we all get it. But God, I just pray that we're a church. We're a church, we're a people that want to see that favor increase in us, just like it increased in Jesus, that it increases in us. And that happens by, that happens by just trust. Full, 100% faith in you. Go with us. Thank you for the opportunity to baptize two amazing people that love you with all their heart. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.